0: Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby.
1: Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can
0: get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show.
1: What is going on, folks? This is Ty for Break Culture, and this is episode 43 of Break Culture Weekly. Thank you so much for joining today. Uh, Man, I hope you had a chance to watch some of the incredible football action this weekend. Um, We got snowed in here in Kansas City. Basically got a foot across the metro, really across the entire Midwest. Everyone got just pummeled with snow. But uh, incredible, incredible time to be a football fan. And obviously, as a Chiefs fan, we couldn't be more excited. So, Really, really looking forward to next weekend. Uh, we, we got the four teams we wanted. And we're going to dig into that. So, Shanee will be back on this week back into our normal rhythm of weekly podcast. Uh, And we're going to break down the games, talk about the NBA rookies. And also we're going to talk a little bit more about what we think needs to change in 2019 in the hobby, some concerns that we had about 2018. And most of you know, Shani, very introspective guy. And and, I think you're going to get a lot of good (laughs) insight from him as he's been thinking through this the last few weeks, but looking forward to that. But today got a great, great conversation for you. I had a chance to talk to Jeremy Murray, vice president of grading services for Beckett. And look, I'll be the first to admit I was really a newbie to grading uh, as recent as a couple years ago. and had to start educating myself about the process and what goes into grading and what does that mean for an investor or a collector to submit cards for grading. And, uh, I figured, you know what? It's time to educate you. There's a lot of folks that still don't know a lot about grading. And I wanted to have a conversation with someone that had been through the ringer with everything grading. And Jeremy is the perfect guy to talk to. We talk about all kinds of things uh, from the process of grading to uh, what you can do as a collector when you're submitting cards just to improve the grades. Like there's a lot of things you can do that aren't shady, that are just normal things that you would do if you were selling something, clean up the card a little bit, package it the right way. Um, So we talk about those things. Um, We talk about Beckett's new single grade service. That's going to be a bigger deal this year and why they're doing it. Um, I'm really fascinated by that. I think it's a really good option. Um, I mean, PSA has done it for years. So, um, yeah, it's a really informative conversation. At the end of the day, it's good to be reminded that grading is not an exact science. And it's it's not an exact science because it is – it's full of people, normal people who have good days, bad days, uh, normal days. And um, we, we talk about what goes into all of that and really the struggles Beckett even has, some concerns they have going into 2019 and some things that we can do um, to help alleviate that stuff. So sit back, enjoy the conversation. Jeremy is, is an awesome person to talk to. I only cut like five minutes out of the hour and 20 minute conversation we had because it was just so free flowing. Um, if you have any concerns, any questions, any Feedback? Hit us up uh, on Twitter at Brick Culture. Go to BreakerCulture.com. Shoot me an email at podcast at BreakerCulture.com. And we'd, we'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, please, please, please go to iTunes and give us a review. Uh, it really does help us out. Uh, you know, Give us a five-star review if you love loving what you hear. But don't just stop there. Definitely give us comments. Fill out the review form. Tell us what you think. Tell other people why they should listen to Breaker Culture Weekly. And tell us what we can do better to make it a good experience for you. <laughs> Jeremy, how you doing?
0: I'm good. Tyler. how are you?
1: I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much good. for being available today. Absolutely. Excited for the playoffs. Are you a big NFL guy?
0: I am. It's uh, since fantasy is over now. You get to actually enjoy the actual football games and not worry about who's scoring touchdowns and things like that. So it's nice, and so it's also good for the the hobby when you've got teams like uh, the Cowboys in there. Uh, being from Dallas, I can say that uh, when you've got the Rams with, the, with their superstars and with the Mahomes and Mahomes in Kansas City, mm-hmm. it's kind of a good thing. I watch in sort of a selfish way to what these um, playoff teams can do for our industry and our and our hobby. So it's it's a twofold benefit for me.
1: Hundred percent agree. It, it is funny how fantasy football has really kind of skewed your approach to football in general. It's kind of frustrating and exciting. Oh, yeah. as-
0: yeah, it it it's brought more brought more fans uh, there. I mean, mm-hmm. including um, a new demographic of uh, females that are involved in it because their husbands have dragged them into some sort of fantasy league and things like that. Um, but it 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 kind of skews the way that you think of is when people say, "Who do you root for?" Well, yeah. I'm a cowboy fan, but I cheer for who's on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it how it goes when you when you talk to most people.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, you could also argue, really, in the hobby, the, the deep collectors the in-tune collectors are kind of the same way yeah, hate, i'm pcing sure. this guy I, I i graded a bunch of cards of this rookie i need him to perform well yeah you know day by day week by week you're watching his performance mainly because you care about your values of your cards so
0: yep no no doubt and, and it it all, also helps too when you have crazy rookie performances like you had with shaquan barkley this year yeah. um, in in a new york market um the way he did in fantasy and the way that that he did in that market um just adds to to everyone's success heck yeah well,
1: awesome well cool so i guess before we dig into this what uh tell us a little bit about your role with with beckett and sure. how folks might know you
0: yeah so i've been with beckett um a little over 18 years started in in september oh of, of 2000 <laughs> yeah so been here a while i've been here through um some some great times in the market, some down times in the market, um, and then right now, uh, one of the, the the most successful times in the market uh, from across the board, from from the, the the collecting side to the sales side to the grading side to whatever you're involved with, it's a perfect time to be in the market. So I've done a little bit of everything: uh, customer service. I, I was a road warrior for. Five to eight years doing trade shows across the country. Um, And then now I've moved into um, the vice president role where I'm in charge of our grading, uh, card grading division, Mm -hmm. um, our autograph uh, division, BAS. And then we recently, um, uh, October 2017, uh, purchased a comic book grading company called CBCS. um, And last year relocated those to Dallas. So we have all three. Of those divisions in our building here in Dallas, um, and so I'm in charge of all those. So I am surrounded by baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, autographs, comic books, all the time. So it is a, um, it's a, it's kind of a, a a kids type job I per se.
1: No kidding. It's like the yeah. Crayola or the yes. Disney.
0: Yes. <laughs> people say you, you you deal with comic books and baseball cards. Yep, yeah, that's that's what we deal with. That's what we deal with.
1: That's right. You, yeah. you 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 bring maturity to comic books. That, and that's, and right.
0: that's right. That's, that's a, right.
1: That's
0: right. Yes. I do. So I, I try to. Some people in the industry might not, but I try to bring that to the field.
1: Agreed. And we're going to dig into yeah. that here in a little bit. It's <laughs> <Just> good. <kidding. laughs> nice. So you mentioned that this is one of the most, if not the most successful time you've seen in the hobby. What would you compare this time to in your previous 18 years? Any period that um, kind of comes to mind?
0: when when i first when i first started with beckett back in 2000 mm-hmm. um early, early 2000s you, you sort of had a boom in the industry Gr- grading was was somewhat new to everyone um the the values of cards were ridiculous if it was a, a a bgs 95 or a 10 a psa 10 anything like that was just sort of new to the industry so what what i kind of compare this to in, in, in a small factor is back in um the early 2000s, when um, this was kind of kind of getting started, and then um, it dipped. It took a hard dip in in 2008 through 10, I believe. Um, the The economy wasn't real great. the The rookie classes weren't real great that were coming out. You had a strikes impending in in a lot of the different um, leagues, um, and that scared a lot of people off. Um, and then. Now we've gotten to where we are now, where it is, um, and and I can just speak for Beckett, but I've here seen in the industry um, it's like that way across the board for dealers and grading companies, just trying to keep up with the demand and the success of the the industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you have a ton of experience. I mean, what what would you attribute this growth to? Anything that you can point to? Um,
0: I I, I think really it is. And and not a, a political thing, but the economy is really good out now. People have extra money to spend on mm-hmm. some of these these collectibles. And what I've experienced and it, firsthand with some of my best friends is these guys now have the funds to go back and buy some of these cards that they weren't able to buy when we were kids. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 42. So we collected back in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, when you're like, Oh my gosh, that's the most mass produced time. But (laughs) back, back, back in those days, we were, we wanted Jordan rookies. We wanted Jordan star cards. We wanted mantle rookies. Um, And then we couldn't afford it. We were buying, buying packs of, 8990 Hoops searching for David Robinsons and things like that, which is still a great card. I love that set. But um, guys now have funds to go back and and buy that. And they're buying these cards, graded cards, and they're keeping them and they're flipping them eventually. And they're making more money doing that than if they invested it in the stock market or if you just put it in a savings account. That's what a lot of that's going, um, going to and the success of that. And another huge thing that we're seeing is the overseas market. Um, especially in China and Japan with the NBA market, it's huge. Um, the the amount of business that that we're getting from overseas is is more than we've ever received in the past. It is um, they've done a, Panini with with their NBA and and, mm-hmm. and market in, in in China and Japan has just done a great job and, and really ramped um, that business up. And again, it goes back to um, the rookie classes that are coming in. People are drafting these skilled players uh, in football and putting them in immediately and they're Mm -hmm. doing well um that that's that's what helps so you kind of have a perfect storm of a lot of things and jumping around just a tad bit a couple of years ago as as this boom sort of started you had sort of a perfect scenario when the right teams were winning championships and, and were getting two finals and, and right. making things interesting. You had LeBron uh, Cavs versus Golden State. The mm-hmm. te- teams are loaded full of, of, of players. You had the Cubs within the World Series who were full of Rizzo's and Bryant's and things like that. It just drove the market. Mm-hmm. And then you go back a tad bit further, uh, which has been a nice boost, is the hockey market, which is not really um, – Normally, the the, the the sport card that a lot of people collect, unless you're up north. But you add in the the Crosby, the McDavid's, and things like that that are sort of becoming more of a household name um, with the NHL marketing and things like that, and it's just sort of gained steam through several different things along the way over the last, I'd say five to five to five to eight years somewhere in that zone. Mm-hmm.
1: Love it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any argument that I think grading in general has helped accelerate all of the growth.
0: Yeah, it it has, and 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 it it's it's sort of a bad thing that it's it, it's done that way because you have to have a third party opinion when you're selling these cards, especially right. these big these big cards, and and people are not going to pay top dollar. Or a card that you may say is mint but has a big crease down the middle, you've got to get it from one of the respected grading companies, yep. um, and get yourself covered because um, the way that these the the um, online selling services and and the way you pay for things like that, they're going to side with with the sell or the the buyer most of the time, and mm-hmm. you just have to say, hey, I didn't say it was mint. Beckett said it was mint. PSA said it was was a gem mint. It, it's coming from somebody else, which which is a good and bad thing. You know what you're gonna get. Um and if it's unfortunate that sometimes people will try to, to deceive others.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I was talking to a big investor um in cards the other day, and he was telling yeah. me how he thinks grading and, and according to his little circle of people that he talks to, grading has transformed cards into a respectable asset class. And yeah. like you said, yeah, people are now looking at this as a legitimate investment. Like they're they're buying yeah. Hundreds of thousands of cards, dollars worth of cards in some cases. Some of these guys that have just lots and lots of money to spend, and because yep. they, it's just it's more upside. A little, it's a little safer yeah, it, now it, because of grading, and there's more upside.
0: Yep, it it it's, it's also kind of kind of brings in that the stock market feel mm-hmm. um, in more of a fun way where you are investing in um, a 17 year old kid that was just drafted, <laughs> and it is crazy to the 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 amount of of money that people will spend on a. On a kid that may never step out of double A AA or triple A baseball and get up there, that that's the thing that is 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 interesting to see and sometimes scary to see. Said, so, man, you are you're putting a lot of eggs in, in your basket there. Yeah, uh, but man, so, sometimes you you hit, you invest heavily in Mike Trout back in the day. You're doing okay right
1: now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that that's the type thing. I mean, with the, the, the situation we had in, in Cleveland, when we uh, I guess a couple months ago, we displayed it in Cleveland with the Otani one of one super factor. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a card that eventually ended up selling for $180,000. So, which is phenomenal. It's great in the industry, a modern card going for that amount Um, that helped with the Japanese market Um, that helped with his location in LA, but you're investing a big sum of money in a card and a guy that, has superstar potential one Hmm. of a one of a kind player with his batting and his pitching um but may need to have tommy john he may need to only be a batter he may he may change his role altogether it's a huge risk at times um and hope it's a huge reward for people that invest in this in this stuff
1: no doubt no doubt, yeah. I mean, this is this is mainly what we talk about on Brick Culture, and what we provide as a service just to folks on the site. But it's funny how, like, for instance, NBA, right? We're talking about Luka Doncic, and how he's, yes. I mean, he is the guy right now. Yes, he is. We're talking about a guy he, who signs his name Lulu. Yeah, and yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be different in two years. His autograph. Yeah. And we're investing so
0: much time and money in this guy. So, so much. It and, and it it is. It, what is great about that is he's. We finally, the Dallas Mavericks, finally have a player that is sort of getting some uh worldwide recognition even dirt D- as good as he is, a, a first ballot hall of famer yeah but four or five is all-time scoring and he doesn't have any hobby love but that's true. Luca is is here and he's 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 really lighting it up and it, it, it's exciting for us here in dallas and across the uh Really, the world with him. We get get his stuff from. I uh, just opened an order from uh, Taiwan with a load of Luka Doncic cards in there. It's it's crazy. Oh wow!
1: Yeah, no, and the kid's yeah. impressive. Put up another thirty last night. I mean, the guy just doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, doesn't and stop. He, he, and he's
0: out and he's out there having fun. And that's yep. the funny thing is he's just a kid, nineteen year old kid out there doing that. And I think it, it it sort of made national news when LeBron was joking about. Ask me if I want to play with Luka Doncic. Yes. And I know, yes, he mentioned him over all the other (laughs) other stars in the uh, in the NBA. That's great.
1: You you need like a ticker symbol, right? Which says the value of Luka after LeBron mentioned that.
0: (laughs) LeBron mentioned it and it shot up. And people are selling and and buying and selling that stuff. Yeah. But that's uh, it's 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 great. I mean it's it's that type thing, that that type buzz that's that's kind of driving the market. That is people are are Thrill me i mean knock on wood he, he could he could blow his knee out and have a a sean livingston blow his kneecap out and be out for two years hope that's not the case but then everybody that's invested in him could 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 be in a bad spot but if you get in on him early and he turns out to be another dirk and an, an international star like that man sky's the limit
1: yeah absolutely no that's good that's fun to talk about there's just so many of the stars like you said across sports it's just it's just yeah. non-stop i don't know if there's just a athletes are just better these days or we're getting better at recruiting or what, but it's impressive. Yeah. So what, what is your background with collecting? You, have you always been uh, a collector?
0: I, I this is the crazy part. I do not collect anything right now. Um, I collected when I was, was younger. Um, like I said, I collected eight late eighties, early nineties. We would, we would r- get to the the baseball card shop as soon as the Beckett was coming out, grab packs, open it, look for up arrows, just a typical kit with that stuff. So I got out of that when I was in junior high and high school and things like that. Um and didn't and didn't really think anything about it. Went mm-hmm. to college and again nothing. And then well, moved to Dallas and, and had a job here and, and so saw Beckett was hiring. And so um as a for grading. I didn't know anything about grading, but I sure knew Beckett. Um so I went up there and, and applied and, and got to the eventually moved into sales, customer service, trade shows and things like that. Um but people say, What do you collect? What's your favorite thing to collect? And I say I don't collect anything. I said, I'm around this stuff five to seven days a week. And it is the coolest stuff to see, uh, come in here. Crazy autographs, amazing cards. You're holding a piece of cardboard. That's worth $180,000. That's pretty cool stuff, but I don't collect it, um, at all. And that's, what's wow. one of the things that sort of just like, what do you mean you work in that industry and you don't collect it? I was like, I don't, I don't collect it when I'm away from it. I like to be away from it. And, uh, Sort of clear my mind, but um, yeah. So nothing. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It. Uh... And I hope people say, "Oh my God, that's <laughs> the, uh, There's no way I can I can can work with anyone like that. It's it's. I hope that's not the case. But Man. it's just one of those things. I talk to people it's like when you're in insurance, and when you're out and for dinner and things like that, you don't want to talk about insurance. Let's have a, let's have a drink. Let's have dinner. Let's relax and let's not talk about it. Totally. But I will tell you. It is a great comment starter when people say, what do you do? I work for a company called Beckett. You mean like the baseball card magazine? <laughs> yep. And then it immediately jumps into, I have a bunch of cards. Of course. And you can look at their age and let me guess what you've got. And it's it's good like that. Um, but my job here is um, kind of get the, the, the flow of stuff in and out of here as quickly as possible, make sure everything's running smoothly, and let the guys that are true experts with what they do, do what they do best.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it for sure. It's funny. I, I grew up a uh, small city in, in Kansas City called Blue Springs. And across the street from us, we had this neighbor who had, I mean, walls and walls of candy for their kids. Yeah. And my parents were always kind of restrictive when it came to candy and all that stuff. But I'll never forget this one time I we went over there and, and we asked this lady, I mean, we would love to go over there because we get candy. What's your favorite candy here? I mean, literally hundreds of candies. And she said, "We don't actually eat the candy. We just yeah. have it for others because we're always around it. We just yeah. don't really care for it. It's kind of the same yeah. situation, right? You're you're seeing this every day. Yeah. And last thing I want to do. And that, that's a that's
0: a that's a perfect example of that. And it is. I, I love when when you're sitting here and you and you walk by our, our autograph authentication room and there's an Abe Lincoln signature there. You're like, that's awesome. Like I've you don't see stuff like that. You'll see." Mike Trout based cards roll through there, and you're like, okay, that's that's fine. But then you see sort of the, the really oddball, crazy stuff um, show up, and you're like, that's amazing. Or what some of the what the companies now are doing with cards and and items that they're putting out there that you just say, man, that is a that's a beautiful card, great looking autograph, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's cool to see that stuff. But then I say, okay, and I'm moving on to the next thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. What what is the craziest card you've seen get ready?
0: Uh, uh, uh um, I mean, like the, the craziest value. Like I, I talked about the Otani. I mean, the, to to have that card in your possession, holding a piece of cardboard, and that's what it is, mm-hmm. um, that would sells for one hundred eight thousand dollars. And we were talking about it with with a, a couple of people from the uh uh media guys from Japan come in when the when the auction was going on. And I said, guys, just to take this in perspective, in the area where our office is, just a couple of blocks away, you could buy three houses small houses for what this this card sold for. Just take that into perspective. But then but then you look at it the 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 holy grail the, the Honus Wagner two oh six card and and the one well, we years ago when we graded one of those and it sold for three hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. And again that was one of those cards back in the day when we collected that that was oh I just want to find one in in, a, in an attic or when I when I'm at my grandparents' house I want to open right. their their book and, and this thing falls out like that's the thing yeah so sort of seeing sort of some iconic cards like that um it, it's crazy to see when when orders of of an 86 87 fleer set and a set comes in here in the original uh, in an original binder from 86 87 7 that peaks peaks my interest because that's in my heyday that's when i collected hmm. um so it, it's seeing stuff like that Yep. But, um, the autograph stuff we've we've had BAS around for about two years now, and it's crazy to see what type of items will will roll in um, with that. Um, a, a, a the other day there was a signed Brady Bunch, the every person on the Brady Bunch, and again probably has not a ton of value, but it's like that's my heyday, that's what I loved. Yeah, that I, I love that. So it's just sort of kind of quirky um, stuff that. I liked back in the day or, mm-hmm. or like now that rolls in here that I'm just, oh, that's, that's pretty cool stuff.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure the comic book company yeah. probably opened up the gamut for things that you're seeing every day. Just. Yeah.
0: That, obscure. that, that, that is a, that's a, a new beast that I had no idea um, was as strong as it was. We, we had a, a hook number one come through here the other day and, and our, our head grader walked through and said, do you want to see a hundred thousand dollar comic book? I said, Jeez. what? Like, I was like, that's, insane and what what is cool about the comic industry is especially the vintage stuff the um just the artwork on it and how mm-hmm. sort of back at, at, at the time how edgy it was when there was drug use and things like that that were being promoted in those books and like now you probably couldn't get away with a whole lot of that mm-hmm. stuff but just seeing the artwork on that and seeing how fragile that stuff is compared to um a card um is pretty cool and the value and that stuff um it's insane i mean like they, they were talking about some action number one if you just have the cover it's worth thousands upon thousands wow. of dollars like you just miss, miss the whole guts of er- the whole book um, and it's still there so um it's nice and it's it's a different world altogether from cards i mean attending some of these comic cons and seeing the passion that that these guys have and, and i and, and i went into it it kind of, I think, kind of the way that you're thinking there. You're like, oh my gosh, there's going to be people dressed up as Princess Leia and uh, Spider-Man all over the place. And yes, it's there. It it definitely is. Um, but the, in in that world, there's just like a lot of um, like the Funkos and the, and the artsy stuff, and um, they're just so passionate about it. And the, the kind of the difference between um those collectors and cards what i'm seeing very very early on is is these guys are collecting these books um and and dressing up in their cosplay and stuff like that because they are 100% just passionate about it. They love Princess Leia, they love Batman, whatever it is. Um and they're keeping this stuff. And with card guys, it's it's an investment. They're they're yeah. They're grabbing these cards and trying to spin them for a little bit or a lot and then move on to the next investment. And that's the that's the big difference there but mm. I Man, that that is something that has really piqued my interest uh, over the last, especially since I've been here in the Dallas office since June or July. Um, some really, really cool old comics that are coming in that are just insane, insane value.
1: No kidding. Yeah, I like how you use the word passion for comics. Yeah, time. that's a very politically correct. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, 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 and it's, it's really the truth. It's yeah, really like, I hear because. These guys, they they walk around in, in uh, the cosplay outfits and things like that, and they're there to have people say, "Can I have my picture taken with you?" Right, and they pose and they smile and they love it. If you dressed up as a football player and went to a card show, like people would say, "What is wrong with that person?" Like what that guy's in full blown pads and, and and is ready to go, that would be awkward. But in this, it's just it's just the world that the, that that the comic world that they're in and they love it. And it's, I thought it would, it would be, this is so strange to me. And after my second one, I'm just like, okay, it's, it's just, it's just a comic con. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it's not for forever. I'm going to turn it Not for everybody. I yeah. think it would freak some of our card guys out. <laughs> if they, if they rolled into some of these things, walk in the door and turn around and say, I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: I'm sure it's freaked many a card guys
0: out. No doubt. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So let, let's talk about, let's talk about 2019. Um, yep. I mean, we, we, I mean, 2018 was just incredible. You could, in any way you put it, 2018 was incredible. We just talked about yeah. it. What yep. concerns you about 2019?
0: Um, Keeping up with the demand. Okay. Um, we, 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 we really got slammed in in 2018 and and i and i think the same could if you if you had someone on from psa here they would tell you the same thing just got slammed with cards and keeping up with the demand of of stuff to get in and out as pop as quick as possible we don't want to keep anybody's stuff longer than than we have to or Mm -hmm. need to um so and we know stuff is is time sensitive and we know stuff that that in, in march you need this your your rookie cards back because if this guy makes the major league roster you need to flip it and and be done with it and in 2018 we simply could not keep up with the demand and we tried um, to adjust and and move things around and figure out new new things on the fly Uh, and a lot of it was was sort of knee-jerk reaction to how that the the industry was was going um in what what way What, what do you mean there the, the cards are just poured in like gotcha. you, you would you you have um, a certain amount of, of, of graders here and they can only do a certain amount of, of work per day. Mm-hmm. And so ju- just an example, say you say your guys here can do 3000 cards a day. Well, thirty five hundred cards were coming in a day and it was eventually you're 500 behind and then the next day a thousand behind. You just couldn't keep your head above water. Um, And it it was awful for us because our turnaround times ballooned. We continue to be the only service and still continue to be the only service that offers a 100 percent money back guarantee if your time is not reached. And I say we're the only ones uh, I say this jokingly. We're the only ones dumb enough to still open (laughs) offer offer that service because the way the market was, um, it's crazy to do that. In 17, we took it took a big hit. That was kind of where it started, mm-hmm. where it was the first time in my 16, 17 years at the time that we could not reach some of our guaranteed turnaround time. So we lost we lost customers, and um, we had to refund money, and um, we had to, to, to send orders back ungraded. It wasn't a good time for us, so we adjusted a little bit in 18, and it still came in wave after wave after wave of, of items. And our turnaround times ballooned. It ballooned out to 11 months, 12 months, which is – and I I, I put a letter out there or kind of a – out in the forums or whatever to to say, Mm -hmm. we apologize. It's not fair for you guys. It's not – this is not right. It's not what we want. We want your stuff back to you. Um, We should should never have cards here that long. Um, But it, it got to that point. We simply did not have the staff. Um, to turn around the cards as quickly as, as the customer wanted to and we wanted to. Um so that's the thing. What what happened in eighteen that I, I don't do not like, not proud of anything like that. Uh, but in nineteen we we want to correct that as much as possible. Um and and get the customer back to saying, okay, when I send my stuff to Beckett, I can expect it back in this amount of time, not maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe thirteen months. That's that's that's. I, I hate that. I yeah. truly hate that.
1: So when you look at kind of improving that process, do you think you have to put more emphasis on getting more people in, or do you have yeah. to, or just improving your processes, becoming yeah. more efficient? What what's more important? It,
0: the answer is b- both there, but the, the main thing is is finding people um, okay. here. If, yep. if I wish, and I tell people, I wish there was a line of graders out the door. That you could hire them and plop them in here and let them go. I'd love it, and, and I'm sure PSA SGC would tell you the exact same thing. the The hard part about that is is twofold. Number one is finding someone that can sit at a in a cubicle and look at cards eight to twelve hours a day, yeah. depending on shows and things like that. It is not, and then the guys that have done it can can vouch for it and say. It's not fun. It's not a, an easy thing to do when you're under a a lamp and looking at magnification, um, and doing things over and over and over again like that. Um, so to, to find that type person that will do that and then training that type person to, to get to your standards, um, to to do and grade how you want to and trust them that they can do the stuff, and as they move through the different levels of the grading service, to can they go to a senior level are they still a junior le- grader and things like that? Mm-hmm. Then you'll see after six months, a year after working with somebody, they'll say, "I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is grueling. This is this is tough." And so you've invested that time in it. So the other side of that is finding someone that you can plug and play immediately. And that Mm. that would require you to find somebody that's in the hobby, that knows grading, that knows to look for counterfeits, to recoloring, alteration, and things like that, and plop them in here. The problem there is those guys are making so much money and doing so well on the other side of the table as being a dealer. um, They don't want to sit and look at other people's cards who are doing so well in the industry. So I would love to take – some of our top customers that all their stuff looks good. They know what to look for. It's like pack up your family or your life, move to Dallas. That's where we are now. And I want you to sit here and look at cards all day long for people that are making a lot of money at, at this. Um, Yeah. The, 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 the pay is good and, and it's a consistent job. You don't have to worry about the market dipping up and down. You're going to have that. Yeah, but that's the hard part of of bringing people here. Most of the guys that we have here um, have been here. The grading side of things have been here since day one. Like, wow. I, um, there There's a couple of guys coming up on their 20 years here at Beckett that that are graders. That um, okay, we've got guys here that we've we we bring in that we have high hopes for, and they're here for six months a year a year and a half never get to the level we want and then just sort of fade out and and that's the thing that's tough and i tell people it's like if if you if you are willing to do that if you want to to grade and and you're good at it and things like that please we're hiring the we're never not hiring good people that can help the business um so Whatever the misconception is about, and you, know, I, I try to stay off message boards because the the nonsense that's out there no, sure. you know, is is just crazy. But we are hiring, and we do pay well, if especially if you're good, if you're willing to to um, sort of change your 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 um, your career path, if you want to move in here and and do this or learn this and things like that, then please reach out to us. We we are we're not trying to keep your cards longer because we don't want to hire more graders that's <laughs> nonsense that that is the 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 crazy thing to think in the business side yeah um, so we we tell people like we'll we'll have some sort of some supporters of us another grading company say man if you can can grade or you know someone that's willing to do this i bet you they'll give you a referral fee if you locate the person that that's out there find the person and say John Smith in, in Kentucky is an amazing grader. He would love to work there. Perfect. We'll reach out. We're hired. So um long long answer there. Uh, finding staff is, is is the main thing. Um and then the process. The process is is there and, and we've made some adjustments to our process in nineteen that hopefully the 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 customer and the, the industry understands the reason behind that. Um and, and we can help get stuff in and out of here. Uh, sold yeah. and and move on to the next project.
1: Yeah, and we'll dig into that here in a minute. I, I definitely want to touch on yeah. that. Um, you you did mention something that piqued my interest. You talk about just the path of a grader and how yeah. they can kind of move throughout the organization. I guess move in terms of maybe titles and stuff. But what what does that really mean, though? I mean, you become a senior grader. So what? What yeah. does that mean?
0: So so you you'll you'll have guys come in at different levels. Some guys that that collected back in the day, and, uh-huh. and, and they'll come in and you'll interview them, they'll take a test and things like that. And you're saying, okay, when you collected the 88 top sets, that's a little bit different than the stuff that's now. So you don't really know the industry, but you're pretty good at, at looking at condition. You can, you can motivate yourself to sit there and say, okay, I need to get through a certain amount of cards per day. And, um, I've got to, what do you think the centering on this is? What's, what's an edge on this? You have to also have the ability to uh, be coachable, be flexible. Don't get your feelings hurt. If someone says, Hey, you gave this, this center an eight, mm-hmm. but this is a nine five. What are you seeing here? You have to be able to, to interact with these guys. Our guys that are here now talk constantly, Hey, are you seeing this on this car? Take a look at this and bouncing things around there, um, as, as we're learning. So you have to be coachable. You have to be able to be sort of molded into the mindset of, of what you're looking at. Um, and and to keep yourself motivated to do that, to sit there, right. like I said, eight to twelve hours a day, and look at card after card after card. I honestly, when I went in for my when I went in for my first interview to to be a card grader, the HR lady said. I'll tell you right now, your personality is not gonna allow you to be a grader. You you have you have to interact with people. You're a personable person. You're you're not this isn't gonna work for you. And she was a hundred percent right. I took the grading test, absolutely bombed it. I've I've tried to to grade it in, in the past just looking at stuff. It's terrible. I will admit that. Um, so it, it, it takes a certain person to to sit there and, and strain and and look at these these cards over and over. Um, and then, and then you have it to where you just eventually guys here, you just get burned out of doing it sure. just like any other job. And yeah. yeah, this is awesome. You're surrounded by sports cards all day. And it is a job that people in in the community would say, I would love to deal with baseball cards. I that you've got a dream job and things like that, man, it, it's a, it's a cool, unique job, but it's grueling at times. And we have people that come in here and, and, and try to make that step along the way and they just can't do it. it's tough.
1: Interesting. So how does technology help now with the grading process and how do you kind of foresee technology stepping in to help? And I I don't foresee, and I don't think you would either, where there's machines grading your cards for you, but what do you use now to kind of help with the process?
0: Really, it just it just comes down to the the magnification and and like
1: okay.
0: uh, that that the guys use the lighting that they use. Um, you could with the the crazy stuff now that you can do with your phone and zoom down in there and look at things so close that in the yep. past you'd have to get a scientific uh, mm. magnification device to look at those type of things. And, mm-hmm. and you can literally put your phone over there and light that thing up, and zoom way down and look at. Pixels and edges and corners and things like that. There's been talk uh, of, as we do yearly plannings and things like that, that we talked to our IT team and they asked, Hey, what can we do? Can, can we have a machine to grade cards? I thought, like, yeah, that would be awesome. But you risk uh, damaging stuff running them through the machines or yeah. you risk uh, how, how close can they get? Can they tell if an edge has been shaved down beveled um, or straight or, or, or if an edge looks and feels a little bit differently than what a, um, Eighty-seven donors card looks like normally. Did someone shave that down to make it look better? Like hmm. it's tough to do. I, th- I think eventually there will be something there that helps some way. Yeah, you can measure centering maybe, um, and things like that. But I think right now it's just basic things that are that are in your pocket or on your desk that um, just sort of help with 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 zooming in and, and magnification and stuff like that that in the past wasn't available. Yeah. And it changes daily. You know? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, I can imagine.
0: And then, and then with with, with technology too, mm-hmm. the the amount of the, the amount of of guys that are taking close scans of of their items and um, keeping track of everything that they've collected, and everything that's been sold on the market, um, is a good thing. But is it's, sometimes it'll bite you in the rear when someone comes back and finds something that you graded back in, in two thousand and three that is now moved up a half point or down a half point. Like man, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot over the years and. Um, it, it, it just comes back to the opinion of, of the guys that are looking at it at the time. And an opinion of, of two guys, one day is going to be different from a, a different opinion of two guys, one way, but we try to be as consistent as possible.
1: Yeah, totally. No, I get that for sure. Um, you mentioned a second ago and you might've just been throwing this out there arbitrarily, but 3000 cards for a grader. What, what Yeah. what, what is that? I mean, what does an average grader do in a day
0: it, for, for us? It's tough because it, it, it depends number one on, on what type of cards it is. If you, if you get a stack of, of, 2018 um, chrome cards, it's much easier to grade that than if you get a a batch of vintage cards or a batch Mm. of star, star basketball cards. Sure. So, um, and with us, it it also is different because we have subgrades. We offer subgrades. Again, we're one of the only, the only company crazy enough, maybe to offer um, subgrades on all of our cards, which, which breaks it down corner centering, surface and edges. So the guys have to go through there and then give grades on, each of those those uh categories which then becomes the final grade so on average if you get a, if you get a basic order of stuff you can do um you can go through um 30 30 to 40 cards is probably an, av- an average per hour okay. of what guys can go through on basic stuff um i've seen stuff that, that have come in here and that they just at, at the at the end of the day like i've been working on this 70 card order all day this is absolutely grueling the cards have all been touched up they've all been trimmed. they've all been altered oh, so it, it just changes but if you said hey what 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 are you what's a good number 30 to 40 an hour is good for a modern guy um and then in the vintage stuff just depends on how how old you get um it could dip a little bit lower than that or if it's if it's stuff from the late 70s you can mow through a little bit quicker um that's it but that that's a pretty hmm. good rule of thumb if if you're doing subgrades if you if you don't do subgrades and you're not doing that you can do double that 60 to 70 cards an hour i mean it 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 speeds up substantially because you're you're not having to do a a breakdown on those things
1: yeah that's that's crazy
0: which 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 is, is the benefit of uh in 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 PSA in PSA to to somewhat talk about them yep. is they don't do subgrades and they they can go through stuff a little bit quicker um than us on the grading side of things which is which is beneficial for those guys so yeah it's just kind of a which what you're looking for and what you want and and what 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 you expect
1: yeah. Well we're gonna to touch on the singer grade here in a minute because I do wanna yeah. we'll do it. it's, a, it's a big deal to me. But uh I mean when you, when you think about the I mean the thirty to forty an hour, it doesn't yeah. seem like a lot until you break it down per card. Yeah. And it's that's a minute and a half, maybe yeah. two minutes a card. Yeah. That's I mean, that's mind blowingly flat fast. I I think. I mean yeah, I it's it, a crazy it, thing about
0: think it, it it is. It it's amazing to sit and watch these guys do this, um, and how good they are. And if they've seen a card, especially some of the the unusual cards they'll remember these cards the memory these guys have and so hey i think mm-hmm. this has a print dot on the back you flip it over and by god there's a print dot on the back like they remember this stuff and they can they can say okay the these cards normally measure short a little bit short the way they were cut and they remember that and they can go through a little bit faster um the mo- the the modern stuff the the new stuff that comes out yearly the companies are doing a great job producing these these pieces and they're, they're they know that people want to have them graded their they They know that, that as soon as they open them from a pack or they get them from directly from a factory they're going to go in for grading somewhere, and so they don't want to be the company that produces um hammered cards um that that are not are not going to grade out it It's a big deal i mean you look you look back at the sets that they made back in the seventies and eighties with those black borders and the red borders and how chipped up they would get and how poorly they were handled and produced and i I could not imagine if if tops been in upper deck rolled out something like that, right. they would just get absolutely roasted.
1: <laughs> no doubt about that. Social media would have a heyday with that. Oh,
0: my God. It would be incredible. Uh, they, 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 the guys already take a beating enough just if if one small thing is, is wrong. So I could not imagine if they said, we're going to do a flashback to all black-bordered cards that ship really easy. Good luck Good luck with those.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Um, so w- what part of the process of greeting takes the longest
0: um it's 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 definitely the grading um Mm -hmm. uh, that that takes the longest but the 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 other things to to remember here is sort of the data entry part of it Mm -hmm. so when a guy a guy sends an order in um they immediately think beckett should know every card off the top of their head and be able to identify immediately well they don't realize that there are copper and orange sometimes looks pretty close to one another Mm -hmm. and um you may mislabel a card, or you or you may say that this is an X-fractor instead of a Z-fractor. Like, there's some things like that. So you get an order of a lot of real oddball type stuff. That's a pretty grilling process to enter that, research that, and things like that. What we're experiencing, too, is um, as the, the international market grows, you're getting a lot of international cards that we don't know anything about. So it, it takes a little bit of time to research, which is awesome for us because it then builds our database up, and that we have this information out there. But um, grading, grading is the one again that takes the most time. It's the most grueling. But don't don't count out that that data entry process when you when you are having to enter these cards, and then at the end of the game, enter the subgrades and and do that. you it's <laughs> so kind of a Pandora's box now, because then I think I was like, man, you know what? Slabbing those cards is not real fun and not a quick process either. Because with us, we're the, we're a company that offers an inner sleeve on our card, and so we've got to put a card in the inner sleeve, seal that up, put the match the label up with it, sonically seal it, pack it up, and move it on. So that's not a real easy process either. So I've changed my mind that it's not just grading; it's yes. also data entry, it's also slapping. Um, it's it, it's it's not a real quick process. It is a it is a, a factory stuff comes in, yeah, moves down the assembly line, and it goes out the door. How fast it goes out. Um, is, is up to the, the, the workers and the staff and, and what type of items are coming in.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. No, I think people do tend to forget that you're not just paying for an opinion and all this. You're yeah. paying for a legitimate service, yeah. A, yeah. a process that has to take place. So
0: it's, it's, it's a, it's, it, it is a process and you're like, you, you'll get, you'll get a card in that is a, a counterfeit card mm-hmm. um, or a card that's altered. If the person did it themselves or they bought it or something like that and yeah. and they get upset. Oh, you didn't do the whole service. Well, we did. We we had to identify the piece, and we had to look at the card, and we had mm-hmm. to identify it. All that we didn't do is encase it for you because we can't encase a card that's not a real card, and that and that's it. So um, it is. It's a third-party opinion. That's what you paid for. That's what we're giving you. You you may not agree with us. Yep. You will not be the first person that agrees <laughs> or disagrees with us, and you're not going to be the last. Um, Today. But, that, but that's that's what we paid for. That's what they paid for. Absolutely.
1: Cool. Hey, let's take a quick break, and I want to talk to you about the single rate, if you don't mind. All uh, right. Cool. All right, cool. So we're back. Um, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about just the state of the grading market in general. I mean, we talked a yeah. little bit about how it's been a great 2018, 2019, or some things we obviously need to worry about. I mean, what trends are you kind of seeing heading into 2019 that you're excited about, maybe worried about? Give me a feel for what you're thinking
0: we're worried about kind of like we talked about is is can we keep up keep up with the demand is it going to be another 2018 is it going to be even better than 2018 um how how they the the shows are are trending we've we've got some Mm -hmm. some shows that have already are are not going to happen this year some big shows tristar just announced that they're not doing their their show in san francisco what what's going to replace that is there another show that's going to pop up and kind of take that over um, is there a reason why that show went away? It was always a good show yep. um just to see just to see if the market can stay as strong um as it is and and we as we we talked about early early on is the success of some of these players right now, these rookies that are coming in here um is only going to fuel the industry right. it is It's one of those things like okay. Would it be nice to have a draft class that really sucks and it's not good and maybe slows down a tad bit so everybody can catch their breath? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not its not that. You, you don't want to say, I don't want the industry to be as successful. Um, you, you want it to continue to grow because you're in it for the long haul. So what, what I'm worried about is, is just keeping up with the demand that—that uh, that is coming into us um, and, and keeping everybody – Realizing that we don't want to rush this rush this process we right. don't want to do something that's going to hurt our name and I'm sure any of the other counties are the same thing you can you could hire a team of of inexperienced guys to come here and look at your cards and and just butcher your name and your service you don't want to do that you want to give everybody the service that they they pay for and, and desire sure. um, and and you don't want to rush that. so the demand demand is keeping up with the demand is is the thing that I am. I'm most worried about.
1: Okay. What about, what about trends you're seeing from submissions? Are you seeing just a crazy amount of base cards being submitted now, like I mentioned earlier, or you're starting to see things that you didn't expect to see? Yeah.
0: It, it, it kind of, uh, it it depends on the market when, when new products come out, Uh um, when Padini's prism comes out, it is a line of people at at our door here for drop off and submission that are doing same day. They want to get the stuff in and out of here as quick as possible. Wow. in, back in, in December and I don't remember the exact product uh, a basketball product was 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 introduced and the guys that were opening it weren't real thrilled with the way that they were coming the, the cards were coming out and grading and it sort of slowed down the market we expected it to be a little bit bigger mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't like that it really depends on which products are coming out from the manufacturers and when it spends one, one of the, the the coolest times is is to watch um, in toronto uh in november when upper deck releases their their hockey product and people are chasing those young guns like crazy and they are out there and and that is a huge huge buzz Hmm. and a huge excitement across especially in canada um when when upper deck releases their their first um hockey run or or their 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 basic hockey run for the the year when those those young guns are out there especially when there's a big rookie in there so it's 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 really it's product it's product driven um okay. and, and it, it it the way that the companies produce the products and 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 how well they're, they they're selling and and what players they're in there kind of it's a trickle down effect it helps distributors it helps grading companies it helps it helps everybody
1: yeah that makes sense what uh what would you say of the modern day cards are the hardest cards to grade
0: um i don't I, I don't see. I mean, I obviously don't grade the stuff, but the sure. hardest modern stuff to grade. Mm, 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 mm. It, it. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Um. It. It really. It, it's. It's product to product and just how it's produced. If. If. It, if it's. If it's a an edge that can be chipped up a little bit, black the back of, of of cards if they've got black and things like that, um, how they chip. But, I don't have a real specific, especially modern day for the last year or two card that i would say this is a card that is is really really tough um you go back to to the the late 80s or august or, or, or mid 90s type stuff when there's a lot of this um these basketball sets that would come out that mm-hmm. would have these ridiculous jordan inserts and things like that that um chipped up very poor poorly produced and they would chip and things like that those are real tough because those are cards that people will try to alter in some way um to clean up but um this the stuff now is is most of it's produced well there's nothing that i would say this set is is really the toughest one to grade i I don't have that one
1: okay so if you were to grade if you had the choice of grading either prism basketball for instance or heritage baseball what would you what would you choose
0: well, I, I think the guy, the st- the stuff that would would normally that that that's the most I guess sought after. The prism is just because of the they they usually grade out really well. The, gotcha. the look of the card is a little pops a little bit. That's yep. not taking anything away from Heritage. to has that that classic look and it's right. definitely collectible. But I think what the guys love to do they they love to grade the, the shiny stuff. It's much easier to grade the shiny stuff that sort of pops than Maybe maybe the, uh, a vintage or older type look. Even though heritage, a lot of the guys like the heritage. It's got the clean white borders. Mm. Um, it's it, it's tough to say because I, I don't. I'm not saying take take prism over heritage or anything like like that. But um. I, I, that, that's a, I, can't, I can't give an exact answer on that but i would if, if you said you get you got to pick one i said say probably prism is, is the way they would probably go
1: okay that makes sense i kind of assume consistency would probably be better on prism and not yeah. to any fault of heritage I, I would choose heritage any day as a collecting and, item
0: and, yeah and in prism you've, you've got it where you you've kind of have a wide range of stuff you can do you can they do the basketball they do yeah. they do football and so you have a, a little bit wider range of stuff. heritage is, is is baseball-driven type product. And sure. if you're not into baseball, then Heritage is not going to be your cup of tea.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So what can customers do? And uh, some of this, I mean, you guys do a great job of putting videos on your site and walking through the process, but yeah. what can customers do to help with the process? And yeah. I don't mean any, any shady stuff, obviously, right? That, that stuff sure. just annoys the heck out of me. But I mean, wiping down your card, yeah. sleeping in a certain way, What what helps the process from your perspective?
0: Yeah, so what what I what I tell people to do is is when I when they first ask, I've got a stack of cards. First yep. thing to do is go through and find out which ones have value. And, mm-hmm. and you may think that when you you collected twenty years ago, the stuff is was going to be worth a lot. But I got a lot of Kevin Moss upper deck rookies that I thought I was going to <laughs> never have to work in my life. That now you're just like, hey, the Kevin Moss you you don't want to submit that for grading. No no shot at Kevin Moss, but that was that's just the, the case. So I tell people to go through there. And, um, find the cards that have value first, put them to the side, then go through there and look at them with your naked eye. And if you see any flaws with your naked eye, don't grade them. If the card's way off centered, a, a corner's bent or chipped or something like that, don't don't send that. It's, it's only going to cost you money. You're going to get back a card that is, is low graded. You're going to be upset that you spent money on that. Um, and it could, it could easily, easily be avoided if you just looked at it with your naked eye front mm-hmm. and back of the card. And then once you once you've weeded that down, then go in there and look a little bit closer. Get a, get a, a magnification device and look at the card under light, and then look at that surface, edges, corners, um, and and weed some of the stuff out there. You'll you'll weed your stack of of stuff down from a hundred cards maybe to twenty cards. Save yourself a ton of money. Get your stuff in here. Get your stuff back, um, in in a way that that you're that you feel like your investment that you put into it is worth it, and you're not sending in a bunch of stuff that the card's worth $5 and you paid $15 to have it graded and it graded a seven and it's now worth 30 cents. Like, that's not what we want. We want right. you to, to get back an item that you can be proud of. You can put in your collection, you can, you can sell, um, and, and, and make some money or, 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 or collect it the way that you want to. Hmm. And it's different with, if you get into vintage stuff where, yeah, you may have a mantle that is is really beaten up, but you need to get it graded. You may have a Jordan – any Jordan rookie, it's got to be graded. eBay won't let you sell a card, uh, a Jordan rookie, unless it's been graded by one of the major grading companies because there's so many fakes. Yep. So when you, when you get into the older stuff, things kind of change. But I say if you've got stuff 90s up to now, that that's a good rule of thumb. Just take a tad bit of time um, and and just look at your stuff a little bit more. Um, because I I don't want a, an angry customer saying, um, I didn't get what I wanted here. It, it's This for us has never been a money grab immediate type thing. We, this is a long haul thing that like we want customers happy and coming back and saying, I really appreciate you telling me not to submit my 91 Pro sets, the entire set to be graded. <laughs> because it, it's happened. Like guys will walk up and they'll say, I have this set of, of yeah. 91 Pro set. I want to get it all graded. Say, so, man. I would love to do it. I'll be happy to do it for you, but it's not worth it It's not worth it for you yep. you're going to be upset about your return and it's amazing what type of customers you 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 build and grow when you're just honest with them and you're not it's not here to grab their money and make them mad uh for a short term thing yeah you six hundred bucks we, we we graded all your pro set for you six hundred dollars the set's worth fifty dollars that's that's not good for you it's not good for us It's not good for the hobby i don't want i don't i don't I don't want that for anybody.
1: Absolutely. So when you, when you think about surface, and I think this is sometimes misconstrued or misunderstood by people, does does wiping down your card for a prison, for instance, does that affect the yeah. surface at all?
0: Or is that something it, your graders it, do already? That, do they wipe that,
1: down the card when they get it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, we. I, I tell people we're not going to scrub a card. Like sure. if, if if there's a smudge on there, and and we have a some special cloths that we use to wipe it down, we'll do that. If it's something that we've got to dig on a card and do it, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I highly recommend that. I highly recommend that you look at your card and, and you handle them carefully and you wipe them down. Um, and you, and, well, how we recommend you send them in is you slide the card into a penny sleeve first and then into a, a semi uh card holder or top loader that some people prefer. I hate screw downs. They're awful. Um, but back in, in the 80s, you, you got a good card and you do it screw down as quick as you could and tighten it as hard as you could. And it's, it's awful. So put it, just, just take a little bit of time and put it in there, handle it carefully, wipe the card down, wipe the edges down. Uh, obviously don't, don't, if there's a flaw in there, don't try to hide it up with a marker or a pen or a crayon or, or whatever you, <laughs> the, the thing is. Needed. The fact that don't, you have to say that
1: this is this hilarious to me. It's
0: crazy. It, it, it's it's crazy. It, it's, it's, crazy and it, it's sad, um, but it, it's, it's there. These, the guys that, that do this, um and try to deceive people um it it it's a thing that it's a quick money grab don't understand about the the long haul of things where yeah. you um uh, just like that we we have we have um a, a good example of is the the Tiger Woods uh sports illustrated for kids card so when when that became really hot several years ago people would get it and they would take it out of the magazine and then they would cut the perforations off we've well, altered the card at that point like you've got don't go in there and and cut a card after it's it's already been distributed or that's how it's supposed to look because that'll hurt it too. So if you've got that, wipe wipe the card down. Um the I it's it's I don't think it's anything that's that's frowned upon, but if, if you've got a corner that looks like it maybe pushed up a little bit and you and you rub it with your thumb, you're you're not really altering. You're just kind of cleaning it up, making it look a little bit better. Um so it as long as you're is is, is your you, you're not doing anything to deceive anybody else. You're cleaning the card up and things like that. Then I, I think you're good. I think that most big collectors um, would say that they they do that for sure on all their stuff they submit. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect you to to, yeah. to turn something in with a big smudge on it. Go, Car dealers aren't going to put their cars on the lot and and would covered in mud and dirt and stuff like that. You can wipe <laughs> them down, wipe them down, and, and turn them in.
1: Awesome. No, that's good. That's good. It's, it's the simple things that people tend to forget, though. So it's always good to be reminded. Yeah. Of that. Which uh, which leads me to what I think is the most intriguing thing that's happening with with you guys right now, and this is the whole, I guess, the option of single grading, and really yeah. what what you guys have kind of moved towards. This, uh, I guess, I'll, I'll ask the big question from all this: Why? Why are you getting a yeah. single grade?
0: Yeah. So we we, we introduced this service uh, probably two years ago. Never really marketed yeah. or promoted it. Um, we just we had some some customers, some some corporate style accounts that said, hey, I need to get my price point a little bit lower. Um, what are our options? And so we came around and said, well, what if we didn't do subgrades? We can do two two times the amount of cards um, if we don't do subgrades. Um, and we said, OK, let's try it. So we put it out there um, and it worked. Panini was one of the first guys that did it in, in their in their products that they released with cigarettes. With Probably two years ago is the first time that they put that product out there. And it did really well. It was a, it was a great Great product, but it, we didn't market it with a single grade. We we were known for subgrades uh, when we the, our first talks like no, when there's no way we can do this. Beckett offers guaranteed turnaround and subgrades. That's all we have to do. Well, 2017 hit, yeah. and that's when we couldn't keep up with the demand, and we said okay, we need to start looking at this. 18 rolls around, and um, more and more stuff come in. It comes in, and we um, we say you know what. Some of these larger guys that are, that are submitting base, cardboard, uh, non-shiny, non, non-big type cards, mm-hmm. um, they're stuck in our non-guaranteed line. They're stuck there and they can't move. These guys need to flip this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we said, let's reach out to them. Let's say if they're interested in this in a uh, non-subgrade, you'll get the stuff back much quicker. Um, it'll save you a little bit of money and you get the stuff back there. And it started to roll. It started to roll, and we were getting out loads and loads of cards at the national this year. We t- we talked to some some dealers that had had stuff stuck in here for months upon months. And what if we offered you this? We love it. Let's do it. And so within a month and a half, two months after the national, we had we had cleared up ten to fifteen thousand cards that were stuck there. Cards that wow. were were base cards that the guys just <laughs> needed back. You can't you can't. Turn your stuff in your baseball stuff in at the first of the season and then get it back when the season's already over. Does you no good at that yep. point? Yep. So we could spin this stuff around much quicker. Um you were still getting the same graders. You were still getting the same inner sleeve, you're still getting the same Beckett case, um, which which what pe- what people lo- people love. We mentioned to as we were going along here, said, Okay, what if we got rid of the inner sleeve? Everybody said, No, 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 no. We want the inner sleeve. Beckett has to have the inner sleeve, it's it's great protection for the card. Okay, great. What about the subgrades? Uh, They're good. They're really good. We need those. We need those. And then they say, okay. And I say, what do you need? Okay, we need we need cheap service and turn around really fast. You're like, okay. well, right now, that's tough to do. That's tough to do for any grading company at at all. So what we what we've we've come to find out over the last um, since August, really, since the national, we sat down and talked to a lot of our our dealers and customers and, and watched the market. Um, it's that this this single grade option is, is really viable. PSA has lived with it forever. That's great. That's mm-hmm. that is what they do. They they single grade overall view that moves forward. It it and so we said, let's give it a shot. We're not gonna get rid of our subgrades. Like we subgrades are still need to be offered. If if people want subgrades, they should be able to get it. That's what we want. But what we, we're trying to really push and introduce is the non-subgrade. Items uh, when it comes in, and it, and it wouldn't be for every card. What, what's nice about us is we we have the pristine ten, where we've got that out there, and that's the chase item for for all collectors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what people are going for. So if you submit an order that 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 is is a, a ten, it, it, it reaches BGS ten, it's going to get subgrades no matter what. There's no no way around that. So you you send in an order that uh, and say, okay, I'll do I'll do no subgrades, uh, and the, your price is. If you do subgrades, throwing this out there, uh, twenty bucks. If you do no subgrades, it's fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. You do a hundred cards, five hundred dollars. Is it a five hundred dollars savings worth it for you to do that? And mm-hmm. it, it is crazy, crazy, crazy how people say yes. That type of savings, um, when I know I'm going to get the stuff back, um, is going to be important to me. Let's go with it. Let's let's roll with it. And so, you're seeing that more and more out on the market with 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 major. Um, manufacturers panini i mentioned i mentioned there some of our, our our big dealers in the area are using this service um so it's getting out there it, it may not be that for everybody people may want subgrades on the stuff and we offer that we're going to offer that service but sure. for those guys that want to save some money not have their stuff sit here for a year to get back um then here's another option that we're giving to you that um other companies don't offer you yep. you, you don't have that
1: yeah, no, I, I think the upside of the pristine having the the yeah. subgrades on a ten, I think, is incredible. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of a protection in all of this, and obviously, yeah, there's a lot of good selling points in this. Do you do you have do you have a separate group of graders that grades the no subgrade single grade stuff or nope, same group. It's it's the
0: same group, it, the nice. same group. And, and and so when you when you go in there, and again, we'll we'll, we'll use the thirty card per hour yeah. number that we had. We'll, we'll go in the low end and say, okay, in an hour, the guys can do thirty uh Bowman chrome um with with subgrades. But with no subgrades, you can do sixty. You may be able to do seventy if it's real clean stuff. Where you're looking at it, you know that the that it's all measuring up quick, everything looks good, you can mow through it. So instead of um doing the thirty an hour, you're up to sixty an hour. You're double you can you can double your 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 turnaround your capacity. Mm-hmm. And that that's one of the things that We've never had the luxury of. We've yeah. always had to put the subgrades, and that that's pretty grueling. When you say, "Okay, this this corner has a four corner," the so the highest the card can get is a four and a half. But I still have to go in there, and give a a, a centering, a surface, and an edge grade on a card that even if I put tens on all of it, it's still going to be a four and a half card. And so you eliminate that that process. And you look on there and say, "Okay, corners a four and a half," so the high the highest he gets a five. Um, you, you've moved on to the next step. You're looking for the obvious flaw in the card and, and moving on. And then on the back end, when I was talking about before the process is when these guys are going to enter the grades, mm-hmm. it's much easier to hit nine, five, nine, five, eight, nine, five, nine, instead of doing four subgrades, which calculates the total. It, 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 it helps everybody. And right. and, and, and truly uh, about this. And this is, believe it if you want to, it, this is a, this is something to get the cards back to the customers, much quicker. Yeah. I don't want. I, if it was an ideal situation, I want your stuff here one day and out the next day, and let's move on. Um, that's what I want, and this is what this is for. This is not anything other than that. It's just to offer another option to people that want to save some, a little bit of money. Yeah, get the Beckett case, get the Beckett standards, um, and get the stuff back much quicker.
1: Totally. Well, it's not like this hasn't existed in the market already. Like, it's people are yeah. used to a single grade, and I think it's a It's it's a it's a much needed. Uh, kind of meet in the middle type solution. So yeah. let, let, let's step back then real quick. When you say they give the actual single grade, what yep. what is it they are actually coming up with this grade based on? Is it they are they still kind of factoring in these four categories in their mind yeah. and then putting a grade? Of course. Yeah. Okay. So
0: it, it, it sort of it sort of goes to um, our raw card review service that we offer at shows. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll do the on site there. M- much you don't get a. The, the casing and, and the description and things like that, but it gives you kind of immediate gratification of what it is if you're at a show what sure. a card grade out. So it's the same thing. They're going to go through there and they're going to look at all the categories. They're going to look at each of the areas and look for flaws on the card. And if there's a flaw on an edge and the edge is an eight, well, the, the most of the card gets a nine. So you sort of weeded down to what everything else, um, what whatever everything else needs to be great. the biggest flaws right. on edge, it's an eight. Uh, the card overall looks like an eight and a half and you can roll from that. You don't have to break that down per se. So mm. exact same graders are looking at the stuff. The same exact standards are looking, being looked at. They're checking for alteration. They're checking for counterfeits. They're checking for anything like that, that you get. You're just not getting the four subgrades. That's gotcha. it. Okay. And, for, yeah. and for some people that they don't, they don't care about that. Yeah. For some cards, for some cards they do. It makes a big difference. Magic the gathering cards, uh, subgrades are very important. Very, very important for that because uh, if you get a ten subgrade somewhere, that that could be a big jump. Um, and so it's it's not for everybody. It's not for every card. Um, we don't want to say we are getting rid of subgrades, but you have to go no subgrades, not at all. It, it, it's going to be a choice that that we give you, um, and, and hope that it goes the way that that we're kind of expecting it to. That we've seen over the last couple of months and, and kind of the feedback that we've gotten from some of our our dealers and customers.
1: Awesome. No, I love. I, I mean. Are you are you the type of guy that looks at values? Will we, will you go break down the price of a 95 with subs versus a 95 single grade?
0: Uh, unfortunately it falls back to where I don't. Okay. I um uh, it it is we we have guys here that that that's that they specialize in pricing and things like that and even our graders a lot of times they don't know the value of a card that they're grading compared to another card um, especially with kind of the oddball stuff that's out there now. It's just based on condition and conditional love. Gotcha. And, and 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 the pricing that we've Talk to some of our trusted guys, here. Is the subgrade stuff selling for how's it selling on the secondary market. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's still getting steam. It may sell for a tad bit lower right now, but, um, if, if the money that the, the customer is saving is going to make up for that time and time again. And when we get this, the product out there and it's more accepted in the, in the world, when you see a at card that is, um, doesn't have subgrades then I think it's going ga- to gain gained some, uh, some steam and popularity, and and people understand it that um, it's still available. Right, it's, it is definitely still available. And if you want to kind of pay, kind of pay a premium for that, that's something that takes quite a bit more time to do. Then then it's offered. It's it's definitely there for you.
1: Awesome, cool. No, it's exciting. I think it's uh I think it's a great trend. I, I love the option of being able to turn around cards quicker. So I think folks good need need to be more aware of what what you guys are doing there. And yeah, I think it's going to become more of a staple. So. Yeah, yeah, good. So. We,
0: we we are too. And in, and in, in the the new pricing and and, and structures are going to roll out uh, first part of February. This is actually the first public announcement that we've made of it. It'll go pro- probably the the word start trickling out next week when we um, put putting new sub forms and, and putting mm-hmm. this this out there. And this and the podcast will definitely help. Um, but it'll, it'll start flowing out there. But February first is probably when we're looking to to introduce this service. Um, but to, to everybody, and another thing we're going to another thing is is sort of changing the way that we do um, our magic, the gathering and gaming um, submissions. We're going to put a new form out there for that. That's a, a probably another topic altogether. But that stuff's pretty grueling to grade. Um, and so we'll have a, a separate form for uh, sports card grading um, and then the gaming um, submission form. So awesome.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Um, OK, so what? Um... I mean, any, any ways that folks should know about for submitting cards that c- can help them with pricing and, and is, I mean, I know you have a, Beck, a Beckett club, BGS yeah. club, what, um, what else do folks need to know about to kind of help with their own you know, management of costs? Kind
0: of yeah. Mind? So yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, you don't have to be a member. You yep. don't have to be, be in the club or anything like that. You simply just have to go to the Beckett.com or go to a show. Or email us, and we'll send you a sub form, get mm-hmm. a sub form online or get one at the show and it only the 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 cost depends on how many cards you're submitting um how quickly you want the cards returned, and now if you want subgrades or not that's it. It could be a million dollar card nice it can be a two dollar card it is it is strictly based on the number of cards submitted and how quickly you want it returned and and if you want subgrades, that's it so mm-hmm. um check check the submission form. Um, and you fill that out, you send it in, you drop it off at a show, anything like that. Um, and, and we'll get you taken care of. Easy as that.
1: Awesome. Simplicity. We all yes. love simplicity. Yes.
0: Oh, we, oh, so love it. So love it.
1: <laughs> well, I know we're about out of time. And I, 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 I don't know if your stomach's growling, but mine is, it's about lunchtime. Yeah. But, uh, we're good. we, we, we always do something at the very end of these podcasts called rapid fire. I got five or six questions for you just to help people get to know you a little bit. Um, sure. So stream of consciousness, whatever comes to mind. Um uh, this is, kind of, this is kind of nerve-wracking. I'm kind of nervous right now. <laughs> Nothing too crazy, I promise. Okay, good. Yeah, maybe uh, if you come back again, we'll make it crazier. But uh, Okay, good. All right, number one, a favorite app on your phone? Uh,
0: Facebook. Okay. Uh, I said that so begrudgingly. That's so awful. So awful. <laughs> I try to get away from that, but uh, I guess...
1: Wait, am I talking to a 16-year-old girl or am no, I talking no, to no, a grown no, no, man no, no. here? I want to
0: change. I want to change. <laughs> hey, it's, it's 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 ways. Ways, I
1: think, is the way. I, th- I thought about it. Ways. Okay. All right. That's that's a more mature oh answer. <laughs> I love it. All right. Last magazine you actually sat down and read. Oh, the whole way through? Yeah. Let's this let's is, this is say you you actually sat down to make an attempt to read it.
0: You, oh my
1: gosh! Isn't that crazy? We can't even think of that anymore.
0: I can't, and and I work for a company that produces a magazine, and I, and um, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't remember the last time I sat and read a magazine. All the way through, like you'll you'll be at a a doctor's office or getting your oil change or something, you'll kind of skim through it. Um, Yeah. So, I guess it goes back to a 16 year old girl philosophy (laughs) that was referred to earlier. Uh, Us Weekly?
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I, I, I'm just trying to think. This is going I down real quick. I there and and I, I just picked that up and flipped through it. I did, I, this is so bad. I did I did so not good. read the article. I did not read the articles there, as you'll say, and, and some other magazines mentioned. Uh, I didn't read the articles. It's just sort of a flip through. But I can't tell you the last full blown magazine that I've read the entire way through. Sorry. So
1: which acne cream do you recommend after reading that? article? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: think about it. I use so many. There you go. Uh all right
1: so here here's one you probably should be really answer pretty easy. What's your what's your go-to restaurant with the family?
0: Um we, my family is a is a Tex-Mex um family. Mm-hmm. It is it is beans and rice especially for my 2-year-old son. So we we go to to Mexican food restaurants here in in the Dallas area. Um or a um there's a, a a a local Mexican food place in our neighborhood called Frankie. So it is it is Tex-Mex go-to for us beautiful okay uh chick-fil-a or chipotle
1: which one are you going to uh,
0: Chick. yeah chick-fil-a
1: okay uh favorite movie of 2018
0: oh, oh. i could tell you one that i watched on on my recent trip trip i watched the meg and it is absolutely terrible i will tell you that right now absolutely really terrible. oh my gosh i nearly quit watching it halfway through
1: that's it- the one with like jason stateman and everything right
0: yeah, it's, but then they put they put Dwight from the office in there and he's trying to trying to be funny in a in a movie where there a massive shark is going to destroy everybody and it does not work. It's awful. All right. It's, it's d- absolutely awful. So
1: Duly noted. eighteen.
0: Uh da, 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 da. um My gosh. Um oh, you have to block this one out. I d I don't know, I can't think of one. Um I watched, um, I like the fact that
1: you mentioned one not to watch and that's probably as important.
0: That was, that was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, Easy. There's nothing nothing that stood out to me that said, that thing is amazing or that I can think of as soon as we, we end this, I'm going to say, I remember now it is so-and-so, but I can just tell you for sure the one not to watch the Meg.
1: Love it. Okay. Uh, A couple more questions here. What, if you could manage, you could be the manager of any sports team, which team was, and let's say a team not in Texas.
0: Okay, I was gonna say that's an easy one. It's Mavericks for me, no matter what. So not not in Texas. I'm the manager of the team. Um, or, or right now, the the best gig I think would probably something like like Golden State. Like oh, that's yeah. a pretty good gig. And um, you're in in the San Fran area. You've got that superstar team. That's great. Um, so I guess if you if you had to pick one right now, that State? That's a pretty that's a pretty good. Pretty good gig to have that I would I would take. I don't think you have to do a whole lot. Roll the ball out there and say, "Go get them."
1: <laughs> exactly. Do your press conference, talk about grading. Yeah, You're good.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. Go have uh, dinner, and call it a day.
1: That's right. All right. Now, last question. It's probably the question everyone wanting to know now. You got to wear a costume to Comic Con next uh, next conference. What are you wearing?
0: <sighs> what do I wear? I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It's not going to be anything revealing. It's not going to be Princess Leia, anything like that. Um, it would probably, probably be something kind of an, uh, over the top type thing. I, I, I ran into a guy in Kansas city last year that had a, yeah. an amazing. It was not me. Everybody um, uh, do what?
1: It was not me. I'm just clarifying. It was, it not, was not,
0: no, 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 no. Tyler, it was not you this time. <laughs> I didn't run into you at that show. You were, you were, you were doing something else. I believe, uh, with a, with that was dressed up as the, the, the big guy and, uh, Moana, whatever his name is. Like that was a it was a a cool outfit that he had. He looked just like the guy. So I would probably wear something really ridiculous over the top, maybe a big Hulk costume, um, something like that, that would just sort of stand out and and be a little bit different where it wouldn't be just a a typical Spider-Man. I I haven't haven't jumped into the, the the comic world as much where I could name somebody random, but we'll just go we'll go Hulk.
1: That's oh, that's amazing. That's more thought than I would have been able to put into it. So there well done. Go. Well done. Yes. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much. Seriously. You
0: guys, I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. And, and uh, um, I hope it was a, a good time for everybody. And uh, I look forward to the next time.
1: Yeah, yeah. you're the man. All right, man. Have a good weekend.
0: Thanks. See, See you.